0: Uh, manifested uh, if you will as uh, in the form of his extensive as it's thought by the tradition literary uh, contribution Mm. Um, so he's the legendary compiler of the of the the eastern revelation Um, and It's said or thought uh, that uh, sometimes poetically, I guess it's said that uh, um, just like the sky contains everything. So the mind of Vyas contains all knowledge. Hmm. So that's an interesting thought, interesting statement in itself and I think it's um, important to understand it uh, properly when we say that all knowledge is contained within the manifestation of Vyasa's mind in literary form. It doesn't, I guess I would want to say, it doesn't mean that, um, for example, everything that we know now today in our world about nature, the nature of the world, the natural world, That all of that is found in the uh, in what may refer to be referred to as the Vedic literature. And therefore we need we, we could dismiss any modern thinking or understandings about nature, about human nature. It's all found in the book. After all, his book is a manifestation of his mind, and his mind is like the sky, it contains everything and in this respect, his book contains all knowledge. Uh, So that would not be the way to understand the statement. And I I bring it up because many people do think of it along those lines. And that's um, problematic um, in terms of taking advantage of um, Vyas' contribution, Vyas and his successors, if you will, up to the present day. of course, it's it's true and it's remarkable that we find um, insights in the sacred uh, texts of the East that uh, in a number of ways correspond with modern, let's say, uh, cosmological perspectives. We don't find that, uh, as far as I know, um, in uh, other sacred texts from other cultures, other traditions, not to minimize them, but um, uh, just to underscore this particular unique uh, feature of the uh, uh, work of Vyas or the Eastern revelation that, as I say, some modern insights, like say cosmological insights, like um, the idea of um, contracting and expanding universes, uh, multiverse, rather than a singular uh, universe uh, cosmic uh, gravity, uh, or what is it called? Um, uh, quantum gravity, I wanna say, but that in many ways is, if you, if you look at it, synonymous with the idea of susupti. These are all interesting, even cyclical, cyclical time as opposed to linear time. These are all interesting, um, insights, uh, philosophical insights based on interpretations of scientific data that have been, of course, played out in great detail in the modern world, but some of those ideas are found in the Vedic literature. There's uh, in the Bhagavatam, we have a basic atomic theory borrowed from the Nyaya philosophy integrated into the Bhagavatam that speaks about the idea that nature is made up of atomic particles I mean, it's it's very basic in the way it's presented there, but it's, it's interesting that this and other such ideas, as, as I mentioned, um, are found there in a, in a more general way. But again, this is not to say that that um, everything that you could possibly want to know is found in, in, in the Vedic texts, because again, it's the sky, like mind of Vyas and and as the sky contains everything. So this sort of the Vedic literature, therefore just turn to page 108 and you can find the answer to any any question. The, The texts don't work like that. They work on us. Often I've said before that knowledge of this world acquired through the mind, the senses, the intellect is something that we can take and use for our purposes. But the Vedic wisdom is something that has a purpose of its own. It has its own agenda. And if we study it properly, we'll understand we're on its agenda rather than the knowledge there being something that we can put on our agenda to further our uh, illusory, if you will, position in this world. It's not for that purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... um, What is the knowledge then, um, the essential knowledge? What does it mean that all knowledge is found there? Again, just for a moment, back to the world. um, From the Bhagavatam's point of view, of course, this is the mature contribution as thought of Vyas, Shumad Bhagavatam, and there are good reasons to think um, along those lines. Um, From the Bhagavatam's perspective, when Raj Pariksit asks about the nature of the world um, thinking of it as he as he does, and appropriately so, as a Shakti of Bhagawan, and by knowing about his Shaktis, we can know something about him. That's the question of periksha that arises, for example, in the fifth canto, sugadeva at the onset, um, answers that really I'll tell you what I know or what is there in the Puranic record um, about the world, but ultimately it is something that, that is constantly in flux it's a transformation of the gunas, and as such, the implication would be there's always something new to be known about it. It's always showing itself, uh, another facet of of itself, uh, go, going forward. Uh, it's not static; it's dynamic, and that's the material world. <laughs> it may be static in comparison to the spiritual world, but it's dynamic um, in and of itself. Um, a nice example in the modern society of courses is how classic, in classical physics, it was thought that the world was pretty much understood until the quantum physics perspective came into, came to light and it turned uh, to some extent the, the, the thinking of modern physicists upside, upside down still can't quite figure it out. Um, so it's just like nature showing another aspect of itself to us that that we hadn't seen before. And uh, so this is, again, from the Bhagavatam's point of view, well, the world is magic. It's Vishnu's magic, Vishnu Maya, and it has the power hmm, to obscure the knowledge that we're actually arriving, the, the ability to arrive at the knowledge that we're actually seeking, which is, I would say the knowledge of, well, what are we all looking for? You may go to the moon, but you know, what are you looking for there? Everyone is looking for themselves and the potential of themselves. What am I? What can I be? How much can I be? How full can my life be? I've often said that I is the one of the smallest words in the English language, but unlike other small words in the English language, this one is the most used word and the most misunderstood or the least understood word. Everyone is looking for I. Mm -hmm. What am I? Mm -hmm. And what is my potential? Mm -hmm. Um, It's a small word, but a big big pursuit. So you may go to the moon, but did you find yourself there? Mm -hmm. Did you find the self? That's the question. Um, And self, of course, here means from from the... um, literary contribution of the As, the Atma, not the conventional sense of, sense of self, the uh, psychophysiological physiological uh, material identity or, or ego. Hmm? Um, that is a manifestation of the magic of Mai that's getting in the way. So there's a kind of knowledge, and it's knowledge of the self, hmm, that upon... Experiencing through the, um, the the method, if you will, um, given in the sacred text, that's what they excel in: mm-hmm. um, knowledge of the self and its source, the self's potential, and the means to realize it. This is the be-all and end-all of of knowledge, in that it's the nature of the experience of the self of the atma and its potential is that there experiences that there's nothing left that remains to be known. And it, it, it brings about weeping and, um, a kind of, um, well, to use a Godia term, well, uh, uh, Such symptoms, hair standing on end, weeping, uh, as if the whole search is over. Hmm. All all of my mental, intellectual, physical endeavors for so long, and of course, that extends over many lifetimes, but even in this lifetime, it's considerable. Hmm. All the effort I've put out, it's all over. It's ended. Hmm. I, I found myself... And I'm complete in myself if I understand myself. This is from the Gaudiya point of view, in terms of a potential that arises through the most powerful means for knowing myself and my source, which of course is Bhakti. That is underscored in the main uh, subject of Vyasa's final and mature work, uh, Shrimad Bhagavatam. one of the points that i'm raising here in if there is very interesting in that while we're talking about the sacred texts and the bhagavatam in particular um, being a means to arrive at perfect knowledge that that one could not arrive at on the strength of one's mental physical or intellectual uh, prowess alone uh and it's absolute knowledge, complete knowledge, perfect knowledge, by which one becomes perfectly happy. Um, uh, Happy to sit without having to do, without having to move, without without having to acquire. Hmm? We're moving because we we feel we're incomplete. We need to add something. Hmm? No need to do so. While, While the texts, the work of Vyas contains this kind of Absolute knowledge with the capital A. One of the interesting points I'm making here is it's rife with relativity at the same time. Hmm? That means that this essential message is packaged together with other relative um, insights. As I said, about the nature of the world. Could look at it this way, could look at it that way. It may show itself in an entirely different way at some point. our in our acharyas, we're not uh founding acharyas of Gaudiya we're not uh we're well aware, I should say, of this point. Look, for example, at Jiva Goswami's Tattva Sandarbha. The pramanakanda, where epistemolo- the, the 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 Gaudi epistemology is is uh, articulated, how we know what we know. Of course, he says that the senses are imperfect for knowing and the, and the reason is, is, is also imperfect for knowing. Therefore, revelation is the perfect way for knowing. Mm-hmm. And so he's, while he's speaking about a perfect way of knowing an absolute knowledge or, or a way of knowing that, we should say that we cannot know with the limits of mind and intellect and senses. While he's making that point, at the very same time, the whole Pramana Khanda of the Tattva Sundarva is also about the relativity of the scripture. That's very interesting. He's making a point about his being absolute and per- the perfect way of knowing. And at the same time, he's pointing out the relativity of it. For example, he says, well, it's a great body of knowledge, a very, probably the most voluminous body of literature in in the world. But given the times, Jeeva Goswami speaking about his own time, it's not possible to take advantage directly of the Vedic sounds. Nobody can chant them properly. Uh, so he said, that's in- impractical. So there's some relativity to it. And that's as he goes to, through the different, um, um, he, he goes from the Vedas to, and speaking about the Upanishads to um, the uh, Vedanta Sutra. And he says, but you know, There are many different interpretations of it because it's very terse. The the words are, you know, two or three words. It's a sutra. It's just a a shorthand. What's packed in there, it could be unpacked in different ways. And so there are different commentaries and so forth. He comes to the Puranas and then he dismisses practically all of the Puranas other than the the extent to which they themselves put a focus on Srimad Bhagavatam. So this puran is for the mode of passion. This one for people in the mode of ignorance. What does that have to do with us? What does that have to? Do? It's, it's 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 it's. He's pointing out the relativity of the whole body of knowledge, while at the same time speaking about its absoluteness, if you will. It's very it's very interesting. We we kind of tend to take the absoluteness here. It is Here's The work of Vyas. All knowledge is found there. We dismiss anything else from anywhere else. This is an excuse for not uh, having um, a spiritual worldview and practice that has intellectual integrity. And that's a problem. Hmm? Because the scripture is there, not in Vyasa's work, not to allow us to stop thinking, but to make us think more than we ever have before, giving something really. Uh, think uh, deeply about and how to apply that knowledge to arrive at the perfect uh, knowledge that again his work is said to contain and that is about you hmm? and your uh, potential hmm? so um the book is there to tax us, the text so very much to tax us intellectually, physically, mentally, um, uh, but, but not to give us a a, a get out of jail uh, free uh, ticket that you don't have to think anymore. Hmm? So, <laughs> uh, yes, all knowledge is there in the work of Oz, but uh, we need a big footnote for that, which I'm I'm I'm. Writing here as we as, as we speak, and of course as we come, you know, speak about Vias, we're speaking about a succession as well, right? The literature is there, the text is there, and you've written it down. Anybody can make it up as they go along, if you will. But if they write it down, you can find: Did you contradict yourself over here? Or is it what you're? Are what is what you're teaching? Does it have? It Is it coherent? Is it consistent? Hmm? Well, if you write it down, then we can catch you. and We can see, well, you said this over here. You said that over there um, uh, and so forth. So write it all down. And then that becomes a standard body of knowledge. It's kind of like a map. Hmm? And then the successing, successive uh, charges, teachers, the excessive fiasas, if you will, who continue to articulate, comment upon, write about, extend, and explore uh, the significance of the text. That, that's a very interesting point in itself um, because it's often thought that, well, religion is like, there it is, it's all said and done. And um, you have to believe this set of facts, whereas in science, there's always new insights, we're always open to new new ways of looking at it as, as, as we find new things. And, um, that is uh, not an accurate depiction of either side. Hmm? for that matter, Um, the openness of the scientist is is questionable (laughs) Um, um, in an an absolute sense, for sure. He may wear a white coat, but he or she's a human at the same time. Um, And with regard to, this is a good example, uh, the religious side for centuries and centuries and centuries plumbing the depths of the implications of the contributions of Vyasa, and, and particularly um, the Bhagavatam, uh, for that for that matter, which is, of course, where Jiva Goswami arrives at in his Pramanakanda. Here is the perfect form of Vyasa's writing that can be fully taken advantage of in our age, and um, and as I want to say, Jiva Goswami did this in his time. In the s- disciplic succession of successive chargers who continue to elaborate upon, um, expand upon, shed light on the significance of the the core texts, uh, we come to, of course, our paribar bhakti vinod paribar and its contribution, and the fact that bhakti vinod talk or interfaced with modern insights insights from outside of india the, the modern world and so forth and um there he met with the, with the with the challenge of the very idea that we're talking about a traditional idea that there's a person named vyas he lives in the himalaya he's still there mm. and uh his books contain all knowledge and so forth and so as, as you know with modern systems of of history and dating and so forth uh, the, the texts are looked at differently Bhagavatam is looked at from an academic point of view perhaps as being written maybe in the fourth or sixth century perhaps from south india or something like that of course these are not um these are conjectures speculations they they cast some some doubt on the traditional perspective but but they're not something that's um they don't disprove it, necessarily. But Bhakti Vinod Thakur, in a kind of a Shastranipun, you know, moment, if you will, uh, just uh, a kind of a scriptural genius, if you will, he just said, well, it doesn't really matter. Hmm. It's what the book says. I mean, that's like, duh, you know, it's kind of like, but it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Like Jiva Goswami says in Satvasandarva, in, in well, if you want to understand the Bhagavatam, why don't we understand what uh, Vyasa experienced in his trance? Hmm? Which is what the Bhagavatam came out of. Like, duh. Yeah, but nobody thought about that before. So these are the kind of like, this is, the, this is what I call Shastranipun, not just, Shastranipun means like a scriptural genius. It doesn't mean he's memorized, memorized so many verses. Uh, you know, you get these guys who can memorize the whole Mahabharata. And then and and recite it. You know they they just have fantastic memories. They're good people and whatnot. But that's not what we mean by Shastra Nipun, to come up with these kind of insightful statements that are the kind of common sense, if you will. That's so un uncommon. And our Pariyara in particular, and this is this is a, an important point, is characterized by strong common sense. So much lacking in 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 the devotee community in in the, in the, in the Pariyara Bhakti even know today unfortunately, but this is an example of his common sense. Well, it doesn't really make any difference. That could be, this could be, it could be that somebody named Vyas, thousands of years ago wrote it all down. It could be that it was written over centuries and, but who wrote it, who knows? But what does it say? Hmm. What does it say? And you can make a whole modern argument as to the importance, the significance of Srimad Bhagavatam, in comparison to any other book of revelation um from other traditions um just for example look at its its language um the um the if if you in india where people are acquainted with it of course out of all the sacred texts, Srimad Bhagavatam has, uh, other than maybe the Gita, has been along with Ramayan, which is kind of the Ram Bhakti, you know, uh, parallel to the Krishna Bhakti Srimad Bhagavatam. Bhagavatam has been, is is just widely um, uh, popular, the hmm. charming stories of Krishna. It's, uh, from a literary point of view, its language is much more sophisticated. Um, from a theological point of view, uh, it's uh, it, much more complex than the Quran or the, or the Bible. I mean, really, you could make a very strong, an article should be written or a book, um, you know, redoing kind of the, the pramana khanda of the Tattva Sundarbha as to why Shuman Bhagavatam should be given the kind of emphasis that we, in our tradition today, give it. Ultimately, of course, what you find in the Bhagavatam is is a discussion about the nature of the Godhead that is such that it enables us to bond with him through our human emo- all of our human emotions. You can't find that anywhere. It's very incredible. Hmm? Um, that means to say that just the reading of the Bhagavatam's depiction of Krishna Lila, the Prakat Leela, it touches all of our human emotions. Hmm? When we read the Leela and we hear Krishna stole butter and he was mischievous because, you know, well, we know by our own experience that um, the forbidden fruits taste better, (laughs) or at least we humans think think they do. Hmm. We have a side towards that. So we find that the absolute is being depicted in this way. For example, we bond with him at that moment Hmm. when he, uh, whether it be it's, it's the Bhagavatam's description of vatsalya or uh, Sakirasa or madhwaya We all have, we're humans. We have experience of these things, materially speaking. Hmm? So when we hear a description of the absolute that's like us, without thinking about it, just emotionally, that moment catches us in the discussion of the leela. Oh, yes, and Krishna did that. I know, I've done that. I've thought like that. I'm like that. He's like us. This is the very seed of Prem. Prem is, in one sense, characterized by minus. He's mine. He's ours. He's like us. The Absolute is not a distant person, but he's just like us, but perfect. Hmm? This is the the real like uh, contribution of the Bhagavatam. Nigamukha the phalam. It, it is the ripened fruit of the tree of Vedic wisdom. Yes, so many forms of knowledge are there, ultimately knowledge about the Atman, but as I kept saying, knowledge about its potential as well. And this is understood in relation to the descent of Bhakti, that Bhagavatam, is is really all about hmm. study carefully we understand nard told Vyas, you got to do justice to what bhakti is in one text alone and the implication is that will replace the need for all others it's like a new testament hmm? um, um, so bhakti vinottakur in in our party bar, he you know yeah uh, said, well, it doesn't matter if it's old or it's new or whenever, it's what it says. And what does it say? And I'm speaking a little bit about that. Um, um, and this is the kind of thinking, if you will, that we should try to I- I embrace as exemplified by Bhaktivinotaku, essential thinking, very strong spiritual common sense such that our spiritual pursuit has intellectual Uh, integrity, we may not be able to convince people to take it up on the basis of intellectual arguments alone, but that was never thought to be the case. And if they did by intellectual arguments alone, they still have to go go further and and really emotionally apply themselves, if you will, uh, willfully apply themselves to understand it. But um, it's a very well thought out uh, tradition that we're part of and in particularly so this is the case with the um, party bar of bhaktivano Takwar. Mm-hmm. so I am a very I'm proud to be a humble member <laughs> of the Bhaktivinoda uh, party bar and to by the grace of our party bar and my guru Maharaj's, uh be able to uh, continue to speak about, write about um, the Eastern um, revelation. Prabhupada uh, wrote that the first business of an acharya is to make literary contribution. Uh, I, I think in a broader sense, you referring to the the idea of uh, different acharyas making a literary contribution in the form of a commentary on Vedanta Sutra. We don't have to do that because of course, we have the, the work of Guvinda um, Basya of Baladipa but more than that, as he himself says, we have Shuman Bhagavatam, as Mahaprabhu said, and as other sacred texts say, Shuman Bhagavatam is a natural commentary on the sutras. So this is the core text of the Gaudias, and for centuries now, Gaudi has been pulling things out of the Bhagavatam that you wouldn't know were there. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so i am uh, humbled by having the service of continuing to do that and it and it's it's um it's apparently it's been helpful to some some people <laughs> and those of you who are, are gathered here um my own experience of the Bhagavatam, speak a little bit about myself on this day began um in in los angeles I joined the mission of Prabhupada in Santa Cruz in the mountains. And then after a couple, from a a traveling Sankirtan party that was there. And when Prabhupada came to Los Angeles a couple months later, then um, we went to Los Angeles and then I was initiated. And there, um, at that time, we had uh, chapters of um, the Bhagavatam that had been published. Like, pamphlets and uh classes were were being given from the bhagavatam it was, it was very exciting to me what would happen next what would happen next um i was i would live for the for the next all day long i would contemplate what happened that day in the bhagavatam and then what and then start to think what will happen the next day so i was very attentive for the classes and i was fortunate in those days um for example, when I when I came to Los Angeles, Prabhupada named it New Dwarka. I had many deep experiences there uh, with Prabhupada because uh, I spent the longest periods of time with Prabhupada there where he would come. As I say, I was fortunate to spend three months of the in in, in in about three months, I think, in the spring. And then again in the winter, he would come. Hmm. Um, that went on for a couple of years before I uh, began to travel and took Sanya. So, um, at which time I would have opportunity to associate with Prabhupada more in different places and whatnot, but there in a concentrated way, I would hear his Bhagavatam classes every day. I have, someone had asked uh, uh, Indra from over in, uh, I think she's in Austria, the musician uh, uh, had, I think she's been publishing some photos of me and Prabhupada on the on Sri Sangha Facebook site and had asked if uh, through Padmanabhamsa, if I could speak about the photos and what was going on in those photos, I would not know how to do that, give you the photo and talk about it. But among photos of myself with Prabhupada, the one that stands out to me the most is is relative to to the discussion, is how I would uh, plant my feet next to him as he sat on the Vyasasana and gave the Bhagavatam class, and I would stand through the whole little class to make sure I I didn't fall asleep. We didn't sleep much in those days. <laughs> and, uh, and we're very, uh, uh, active at the same time. Um, but I was standing right next to his, his, his right ear. And there's a beautiful picture of me singing into his ear there. Uh, I don't know if it captures the moment, but it is, it is, um, exactly what the moment was like when, um, Prabhupada asked me to lead a kirtan um, there. After the Bhagavatam class, there used to be a short, uh, short kirtan. And um, during one of his visits, then, well, usually there would be sannyasis and leading administrators and so forth in the, in the, in the, in the congregation. And there'd be a little bit of a jostle who would lead the kirtan. I think it was between Sudama and Guru Kripa maharajas at the time. And uh, it was, you know, it just took a couple seconds and so forth. But Prabhupada noticed it and then he turned and said, let this boy sing. Hmm? And I had that morning, I had been singing in the Prabhupada's ear um, when he chanted, as he did before the Bhagavatam, Jaira Adhamadu. And I thought, he really knows what this song means, what what this song means to him. Hmm? that's what I want to enter into and uh, but the way for me to do that is to just to sing it purely for my heart for his pleasure it gives him pleasure the song so let me have no other motive but to sing it for his pleasure and when I was doing that thinking that and singing in response to his chanting, he you know he 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 looked at me and gazed at me with this penetrating um, glance and then as this jostling came after the class, when the kirtan was started, he said, let this boy sing. So <laughs> I was quite surprised, so was everybody else, but I led the kirtan. I'm not really a, a, a known for being a, a kirtanir per se. And then the next morning, the same thing happened and Prabhupada did the same thing. He said, let this boy sing. Um, so that there's a picture of that, that you know kind of represents that uh, moment of me singing into Prabhupada's ear, his is Vyasa-san and, uh, And in this in relation to to the Bhagavatam class, another similar occasion comes to mind there in Los Angeles where um, again, Prabhupada would sing Jaira Adhamadva before the class. And I was standing just in front of the Vyasasan, and I was doing this dance. And there was this thing we used to call the Swami step, you know, Prabhupada showed one time how to dance. Hmm? So I I want to be authorized and in the Guru Parampara. (laughs) So I thought we're gonna dance, you gotta dance just like Prabhupada. So that was my thought. And I thought I'm just gonna dance, you know, for his pleasure as he sings. And then um, next time Prabhupada returned to Los Angeles, I think it was Nanda Kumar who was assistant, he told me a story, he said, oh, and that boy Tripara, he dances very nicely. (laughs) So things didn't go unnoticed uh, by him and things don't go unnoticed by me either. I'm part of all of you, so (laughs) you should be careful. (laughs) and uh and uh and i'm very happy to be um with with all of you and be able to be a a, you know a significant uh influence in your life in terms of uh your interest in taking advantage of this whole um idea of revelation Mm -hmm. um the idea that there's a perfect way of knowing that uh Maybe which, we, which we can arrive at at uh, perfect knowledge and know ourself and our potential to the fullest um extent um for me of course I'm speaking a little bit about it uh I know what it means to have a guru uh and uh it's it's not something that I could possibly do without or compare to uh, anything else uh, in in my life in especially uh, uh, as I'm thinking of those early days in Los Angeles, Angeles when Prabhupada spent so much time there, I learned uh, uh, so much from his presence. I learned what love and separation meant, how it feels. Um, it was very startling to me to, to hear one day that Prabhupada would be leaving in a couple of days. I, I just couldn't fathom the idea and, uh, and and was overwhelmed with ecstasy in my Um, lamentation if you will and i could things like this i could understand this is what love and separation means that's what they're talking about Uh, so many experiences i was blessed with there um, um, in very formative days of of my life Um, i could go i should go sometime to los angeles they would allow me to just give a lecture and just talk about all the moments what happened to me here and there what the deity said to me here and he also said you're very, he said well watch me dance uh Jagannath. um so <laughs> uh, anyway um uh i as i say i know what it's like to have a guru and i and and so um i um Know that a day like this, when we th- we think about the appearance of the guru in our life, is important to all of you. I I don't think of myself in the way that you do, um, but I I understand that I that I feel a certain role there by the uh, grace of Prabhupada, by the direction of Pujapad Shri asked me to start a mission, and um, and uh, extend as he told me the work of of Prabhupada in canvassing. I, and I did a lot of canvassing. I was speaking this morning about that with um, some of the devotees here. And, and, um, um, I was, uh, I have been very, very, very active, extremely active for a long time. Some of you are meeting me now, I'm a little less active. I declared a few years ago that I was semi-retired. Um, and um, there's a lot of good reasons uh, for that. But I'm happy to be available, as I am now. Of course, I'm restricted further by the pandemic and so forth. I do hope to meet all of you personally that are on the Zoom classes who have joined our sangha and began to listen to me and are here today, um, but have never uh, had the chance to meet with me. So I hope to meet with you all at at some point. But uh, I think that for our mission, it's good for me to be in a position that I'm in and, um, the pandemic has helped in, in, in that regard as well. Um, giving me time to concentrate on, on things and, and the help of others now, uh, but when I arranged, for example, you're all able to hear a class every day from different, um, speakers. Um, uh, I think every day of the week, isn't it? Um, so, that's uh, that's very good. Um, but at any rate, um, I'm humbled by the opportunity to uh, serve you in this capacity. And I, I reflect upon the importance of it, the significance of it. The fact that uh, people are thinking about me somewhere every hour of the day. Someone, someone is thinking about me whom I've touched and who is depending upon me to um, be... Um, uh, what uh, the kind of a guy that they're looking for in life? That that's described in texts um, that we're talking about—the text of, of Vyas. So that doesn't that doesn't go. Um, I want to say unnoticed by me. I, I think about that. So it's uh, by your grace, then, um, that um I'm put in a position to have to be very focused in my um my practice bdditakur uh spoke about this himself on his famous address on the occasion of his appearance day, which was celebrated by his disciples, and at that time he referred to his disciples as those who were sent as gurus to him by further, by Bhakti Vinod, the extension of Bhakti Vinod in his life. One of the the prominent gurus, Gorkashor and Bhakti Vinod Thakur in the life of Bhaktisiddhati said, Bhakti Vinod has extended himself in the form of all of you to come and keep me engaged. You need one of me to keep you engaged. I need all of you. To keep me engaged, <laughs> so I'm quite needy in comparison. <laughs> so be kind to me, um, and, uh, and 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 continue to, to, to bother me, um, watch out for me, um, and uh, pay attention to me. That's that's in, in my um, my interest, and I appreciate it very much. You're all a big help. Um, to me and I'm humbled that I can be helpful to you. So those are some thoughts on a day that's interesting and um rich but a little awkward to uh, speak about myself as much as you, you may want me to talk about myself. I did a little bit <laughs> but it's not my favorite subject. So <laughs> Does anyone have any, anything else they'd like to say any 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 comments or questions? I'd be happy to entertain them
1: Pra has a question Okay So um, can you share if you have any thoughts about what you're working on in terms of writing next?
0: well um I have a lot of different thoughts um, and I, I can't say I've settled on anything in particular, um, but I have thoughts like writing a book that one one thought is to, I, I've written about the Aprakat Leela of Krishna from a Sakirasa perspective, um, As the leelas are portrayed in the Bhagavatam and commented upon, I thought of extending that to do the whole Lila from the birth of Krishna till his departure till uh, to uh, um, uh, Mathura. Um, I've thought about writing a a book that is the essence of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, which is an essay on each of the chapters. bhakti rasamrita sindhu as i thought about it the book writing an essay on each chapter of the gita i thought about it each chapter of the bhagavatam or each canto of the bhagavatam um, a a summary uh, chapter it's it's, my 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 ideas in this summary is not just like you know condensing down what's said there but writing down what's said there and then thinking about it and and, and 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 theologizing about it and so forth. So those are some um, of my uh, recent ideas. I'm also interested in in um, I gave a series of lectures at, at, at in North Carolina some years back on um, Rupa Goswami's Namostakum. So I'm thinking of doing a book on a commentary on on that. If I had those, I'd look at those lectures or listen to them and see. Where I went with that and I turned it write, it, write about it, write a book on it, Eight Verses, Glorifying the Holy Name by Rupa Goswami. That's a, a shorter, smaller, digestible idea, something like uh, Shikshastakam, probably be a little, little shorter. And in my mind, I probably shift more towards the short, something shorter after this big undertaking recently. The other books I just mentioned, they're also pretty big undertakings. So. Also that here, um, Gurunishtha and Vrindaranya are helping me to uh, take the Darshan press to like another level. And we had to unplug from other things to do that. It's quite a bit to live here at Odarya and have a dairy and keep the place up and so forth. And so we've had to move away from certain things that... um, could be done here if there was a larger group of people here which doesn't work for different reasons um and actually today we stopped the commercial dairy this was the last day yesterday was the last day yesterday was the last day today's the last day so um uh, we're going to be uh, having a meeting about the darshan press and we're going to you know try to accomplish in the immediate you know in the immediate there's some catch-up work to do to put all of my books into uh, into kindle forum format and uh, and um and republish some that are out of print now um probably we'll do some limited edition hardbacks of each of the books that are out of print as well as have them available print on demand and paperback on um and stores like amazon and so forth um Grunishta is very keen on um uh he has a number of ideas uh, to draw from my lectures and put into books um, smaller books focusing on certain points that I've I've made um so that's going to be a whole different uh type of uh, book that um uh, should be very interesting i'm very enthusiastic about about that oh, those are just a few thoughts but i appreciate your your interest in, in the subject what else what other service can i render yes this again
2: Right. Do Hare so, Krishna. Um I Hare
3: don't Krishna know. But I think it's going alright. actually another question more related to uh, the Bhagavatam. He's asking, I remember you mentioned writing summaries of the Bhagavatam. Are you still considering that? And then yeah, I have yeah, a question. I, to you. I just mentioned
0: just that mentioned. In, um, in my response to Pranada. So it's still something on my mind, it, it's a valuable. It would be a valuable uh, contribution. The Bhagavatam, which we talked about today, is a, is of course a, a very big text, and it's very uh, complex, um, difficult for the average person to enter into and really figure out what's go- what's going on there, you know. Um, so it would be a valuable contribution. But yeah, it's still on my mind.
3: Hare Krishna. And my question is: so when you saw these photos? Um, how did you feel? What went through your head?
0: Well, a lot of things. Um, one of the things that goes through my mind when I see those photos is the, is the other devotees who are present there. And um, how they're at their best, if you will. How Prabhupada is drawing out their serving ego. And, and that's how I like to think of them. Hmm? I'd like to remember them in those times and how they were so focused and so some of them are not as focused at present um would be the contrast a lot of them unfortunately um and i understand reasons why i don't necessarily fault them um but i, I look at that and i and i and i and then i and i then I, I feel very close to to uh, almost all of them <laughs> almost all of them <laughs> and how they uh Uh, You know, we're were giving themselves, contributing, and and uh, and so forth. And I feel happy hmm, to uh, be be um, you know amongst them. Those were very um, special times in the history of Gaudi Vaishnavism, hmm, uh, to be sure. Um, Prabhupada was is a very interesting person, um, in in that in his terms of his ability to generate uh, enthusiasm dedication um his um affection and so forth um with at the same time having a kind of a no-nonsense attitude um he made his literary contribution of course which is which is significant but um, um even Chidambari remarked his his power to draw such dedication from so many people was was uncommon. So you know you see that in those in, in in the I know what people are thinking in those pictures. Or for the most part, what was happening. You know where I was in Mayapur, Rindab and some of the some of the pictures, um, going on a walk in the morning with Prabhupada through the fields, the rice fields, and uh, in uh, in in Mayapur, uh, you know. I can reflect on the, the, the prominent topics, you know, and so forth. So it's really, they really kind of transport me into those those moments themselves, and they're like, uh, you know, like a psychedelic flashback or something, uh, if you will. They're udipana for uh, the ecstasy of, of those of those moments. So. Their, uh, their 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 nectar for the highest Thank you for posting them. Jai, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Guru Maharaj,
2: this was my most favorite talk ever. <laughs>
0: well, thank you for your recent uh, gift. Uh, I needed a new beat then perfect timing um so, um, so much appreciated items and your kind words um i always remember you from time i came time i came to new york, the I to new york I was invited there to, to uh, from los angeles to talk about or exemplified book distribution to be met with by booty mountain and uh um Daya Shakti and yourself, you know, as a, as as the competitors, as if as if Brooklyn was to say, well, we'll see about this guy in Los Angeles, how good of a book this year he that's that's how Gore Hari kind of greeted me as the door as I came into, into the Brooklyn temple. But I and I was pretty, pretty I'm pretty observant type of a person. And uh it was you and Daya and Daiva Shakti who I singled out as being these people are really there's they're special. These two, and then uh, then you in particular. I remember uh, one of the days I don't know, we were skipping between distributing books at Port Authority and this airport and that, and and I saw you in uh, in uh, like it was LaGuardia, and I thought I thought she's really. A... I followed your career after that as whenever I could. So <laughs> uh, very happy to be connected with you and be able to help you and your family, and your son, and so forth. It's it means a lot to me, so. You mean a lot to me. <laughs>
1: thank you. Okay. I just want to make and just say one thing that everyone needs to have their English and mute original audio because Mahara wasn't hearing Swami, and some people have been cutting other people off. So please do that because this is what happens when we don't. Okay, thank you.
0: Okay, so can we hear from Pamanaviswami? Agni Paranaviswami? Uh, has a question? I don't think per se that the 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 worship is a problem. In one sense, <laughs> I uh, the off. Let's say, for example, the offering of arti It's a it's a ritual in India that. Is, is 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 not that uncommon. Um, even uh, Sri Dam's mother will offer arti to him uh, in 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 the for example. Um, of course, you know that that said, um, it's odd in the Western uh, world and looks. Over the top. I mean, bowing down and touching your head on the floor looks over the top, um, um, and uh, and and perhaps it can go to the head of somebody who who, who has others uh, bowing down to them, um, um, whether they're from the east or the west. I suppose. So I mean, I am just kind of thinking about your question, and 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 um, well. Prabhupada was a very practical uh, person and he was concerned with sharing the teaching um, with the public. And if there were things that were barriers to that, he would um, adjust accordingly. Um, The standard of his own worship, the way in which we worshipped him, which was pretty extreme in one sense was something that just kind of happened and it seemed to be working, so he went along with it. Hmm? When Siddha Marsh heard that Prabhupada was being offered art every day, he said, every day? Hmm. And the devotees are enthused by that. Oh, okay. Okay." So he looked at it like that. Um, I mentioned, uh, referenced earlier, the Vyasa Puja celebration of Bhakti Siddhanta, where he considered his disciples to be his, representatives of his guru engaging him. And he was sitting on a big seat and his his talk, his famous talk on the day is called more humble than a blade of grass, because he was not, uh, didn't look humble, but there he was sitting up on a seat above everybody else. So he's explaining that um, even then. uh, And and I think that was a little little bit, maybe out of character Mm -hmm. for the previous norms, even within Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm. Where the the sadhus and the gurus, uh, if we look, for example, at Jaiva Dharma of Bhakti Venod we get some idea of how the great sadhus of the time conducted themselves and, and were um, interacted with, you know, by the public and their students, and you get a very charming, intimate kind of a, a picture there that is lacking in Aishvarya um but prabhupada employed aishwarya of the west hmm, in in krishna consciousness and seemed to work um so you know he 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 went with that but there's plenty of room um to think about it uh differently and especially in light of you know what 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 you what you bring up um as well for myself um i think that it's important that the students don't misunderstand who i am what i what i have and i have to look to see that and create some distance hmm? some distance um because familiarity breeds contempt. So it's be different with different persons, but the way in which I uh, tend to do that is through my writing, through my speaking. Um, I think uh, my friends and students can see there's a difference between us and him, mm-hmm. and it's good. And that, they don't need anything more than that, um, so to speak. That's what, um, in a healthy way one one in my position needs to create because uh, you know a fire is such that you can't get too close to it or you get burned but if you can't can't stay too far away from it or you won't get warm and you won't be able to cook so you have to make this kind of um you know in an ongoing way and it would be different with different students um, this kind of measurement and um uh if it's simply done by way of aishvarya and elaborate worship and so on and so forth, um, that, that can be a problem in, I suppose, more ways than one. The guru should be able to create that without that. And Prophet was able to create that without that. But then we, we had opulence to, compared to India, materially speaking, uh, to then use in, in, in his service and so forth. So at any rate, um, I think um, that, um, and there was, a, there was a time also when there wasn't a guru puja for Prabhupada every day. I remember when it was we started, we were on a walk with Prabhupada in Calcutta and one of his disciples said, I heard that we could, we could offer arti to the guru. And Prabhupada said, yes, of course, something like that. And so then he ran back, they had it all planned ran back and they set up an arctic for Prabhupada to be performed when he came back from his walk and sat on the Vyasasan. And Prabhupada accepted it, was heartfelt. And then it was like sent all over the world, Prabhupada was accepting arctic. And so then the arctic started for Prabhupada, you know, all over the world um, before the Bhagavatam class. Um, is it essential? No, it's like the story of the cat, you know, the cat was brought... Uh, guru sat down to give a talk on the Bhagavatam, and a cat started meowing. He said, Give the cat some milk, you know, and, uh, and tie the cat up and give her some milk and let her sit for the Bhagavatam class. So the cat came in the next day, same thing the next day, went on for years. The guru passed away, then the cat passed away. And then the next guru, when the next guru carried on and the cat passed away, said, Well, we can't get the Bhagavatam class unless we get another cat. And we have to have a cat tied up, giving the cat milk before he can speak the Bhagavatam. So you you know, think, a lot of things are details; they're not necessary. But uh, so um, I'm speaking about if you if you follow me here in principle, there there needs to be some regard for the knowledge and the, the example of devotion for us to take advantage of it. At some distance has to be created. You should the guru he or she should be able to do that by their own character and person, and um, and be thoughtful here she should, in light of where they are and how that will uh, play out in the minds of the culture in which um, bhakti is uh, being transplanted, if, if you will. Um, so I would, uh, um, I, I, I wanna say it's, it's one thing about how the public might respond to something that's fully understood by devotees, and it's another thing how devotees might think, and that seems to be part of your question um, in light of things that have happened in terms of the institution of the guru, gurus failing to live up to their expectations and so forth and persons having worshiped them, you know, and, and then maybe they're thinking the worship was why they fell down or something. I, I don't think that's that's the case. Um, but you have a license to be thoughtful about it. I, I would, I would, um, I would look more towards the model that you find in—that's what I gravitate towards—in Jaya Dharma, for example, where there's all regard, but it's very, very charming and intimate um, type of a setting. I think that that would be um, something that would be appreciated by the public. I think it is uh, uh, a type of uh standard that um that devotees could relate to as well in light of the problems that you refer to. so those are some thoughts. I hope that helps.
1: okay um pancha said he had a
0: question I'm in not, the chat- personally, I'm not, personally i'm not someone to have my feet bathed with yogurt and ghee and you know garlands up, up to my head you know if you know me that that doesn't work for me at all so um i suppose my own example is setting a standard of what i what i think about that and how that should be conducted so hopefully i'll get to spend some time with you Kriparama, and just see me in action in that regard. (laughs) I'm sorry, go ahead, Arjun City.
1: Yeah, Um, Panchatapa City has a question this time.
0: Okay, go ahead.
2: Hare Krishna Maharaj, happy birthday. Can't hear you.
0: Can't hear what you're
2: saying.
0: Go, Can't hear. Arjun City, what does he have to do so that I can hear him?
1: Um, Panchatapa, do you have your little globe? Did you click on English? And mute original
2: audio. Did you do no that? Globe. No
0: globe. On the no? screen, on the Zoom, on the far right, there's a little sign in red that says leave. And to the left of that, there's a little circle under it that says English. If you click on that...
1: probably doesn't say English because he hasn't clicked on it yet,
0: but it's a translator oh, it says, globe. It says E-N. Or, well, anyways, what does it say? <laughs>
1: well, it's just a translator globe until he clicks on it. But I don't know uh, if he can...
2: No, uh, there's there's, there's okay.
0: nothing there. Not gonna happen today. <laughs> Not gonna happen.
1: No. Okay. Oh well. No. Anybody else have a question they'd like to ask?
3: Uh, I have a question. Okay. Uh uh Haribor, Guru oui. Maharaj. Uh I have a question. Have you ever had Guru Maharaj any doubts, you know, about Shah Brab? Wow. At the beginning of the movement, and if we you can't have hear Alex, call, if... he's Are not you...
1: coming, We're not hearing him,
3: raphael Yes, Ramadovinda. He's speaking, but we
0: can't hear him. We can't hear, we can't hear
3: him. Ah, you can't Same hear me.
0: Okay,
2: I got um, it. I think. Can you hear me, Mar? Yes,
0: now we can hear Panchitatva.
2: Yes, <laughs> okay, so ask this question.
0: <laughs> okay. Go ahead.
2: Okay. <coughs> Happy birthday, Mars. <Maharaj>. Thank you. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about this concept of uh, that I came across. Uh, it's referred to as Paribas Sutra of Krishna Leela. And uh, I've heard you mention it before, but not too much at length. And I'm wondering, this specific one that's mentioned here in Bhagavatam by Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur is in reference to Mother Yashoda. And when she's looking into Krishna's uh, mouth and seeing the universal form and she decides that's fine and dandy, but she prefers to have Krishna as a little boy. And... uh this particular verse, according to Vishnu Thakur, is is one of the you know fundamental funda, uh, fundamental building blocks. I think, as you as you state. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. If, if there was more, if there are more, what what they are?
0: Well, yeah, it's a little bit. Um, it's a good question. It's a little bit off topic. Uh, I'm gonna. So I'm gonna answer given the day not, what's on other people's minds, but uh, you know, I know really, really the idea is that, you know, certain verses are key to certain um, aspects of the philosophy. And um, uh, like Krishna's two Bhagavad one, so I am, that's a key to, you know, the fact that uh, Krishna is the source of Narayan. And by, from an aesthetic point of view, he's the more complete form of the absolute, the verse you're referring to is about mother. Yasoda's praying. And, um, it's in relation to bhakti bhakti rasa. Um, certain key verses—that's all it means. Certain key verses that are they're very uh, powerful and um, uh, and constitute something that's expounded upon, you know, at greater at greater length. they are in a condensed condensed form regarding different aspects of the teaching. Like you have the chatur sloki of the Bhagavatam, the chatur Shloki of the Gita, Vishwanath seems to be. Fine. Chakrit, Mishnah Chakruti Thakur fond of finding them and designated them as such. I think it was he who designated these four verses of the Gita, the you know, essence and, and so kind of like power points of the text with regard to different aspects of the teaching is the basic concept. Let's leave it at that for the moment. Another question? Uh, hello. mis reverentius. I think we all understand that. Todas las glorias de Shila Prabhupada. Got that one? Quiere pregunta si en algun momento. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't. um Think of it quite like that i don't quite th- don't think i had that experience but when i first um read the book shri guru and his grace i felt that um that i, the, I had the experience that um that i was in touch with someone who could m- move me and turn my head so to speak to the, in the same measure that that Prabhupada could and i had never met had anybody like that before uh, and so i i could understand immediately that this this is the, the these two are on on, on the same page they're, they have the same background they're they're two uh leaves from the same tree um although they're appearing at you know distant places um and time um they're from the same tree and so i i had at that i wept at that moment and it was a, it was a time when when unfortunately uh representation of Prabhupada was 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 lacking um both in terms of character and in terms of knowledge and and actual bhakti which was a was which this was was disconcerting i w- i was always uh um, interested in following the leaders <laughs> doing the right thing and so forth uh, i may seem like a very independent person um but i don't i am in some respects but i'm independent in there's, and I'm, I'm not going to be um harnessed by anybody but the person who's who really got got uh, deserves to, be, to or not deserves but who has that has that kind of power that, that that really naturally um draws that kind of um dedication out of me so um that's a way in which I made a connection. Prabhupada is speaking to me through Sridhar Maharaj, I guess you could say. Here he is again, I thought. That which is essentially Prabhupada, in a different form, speaking to me with the same measure of, of, uh, with, with the same ability to compel me, and and and, and so forth. So, um that's a moment I think that I can kind of say yes and, and talk about it in terms of your your question. Does that help? Okay.
1: Raphael has been trying to ask his question, but yeah. I don't know if he will be able to hear him. Let's try one more time, Raphael. Unmute. No. So
0: yes, did. unmute himself. Unmuted. On my screen, his, his his microphone has there. Okay, can you hear me? See,
3: si. yes, good. Uh, I have a question, um, Guru Maharaj. have you ever had any doubts? You know, in uh, about Shrebra Upad in early stage when you joined to the movement and every and, and it was big boom. Every jointed, everyone joined. Everyone seen Kari Krishna. Have you ever thought that is this the right lineage? You know, in terms of the parampara. If I have a uh, right taste to Shreya maybe there are other gurus in that time you know joined to the um, you know different uh, spiritual practice you know uh, I'm talking only inclusive in bhakti yoga yeah and uh, yeah so if yes what was that and how Guru Maharaj solved this problem in in that time because I I I presume the taste to a guru uh is developing over the time and there's a time that we are more stable, there's a time that we have a doubt, thoughts, you know so what was that exactly and if that happened, could you Guru Mahaj explain us, you know Well
0: in the beginning of course I didn't have any other experience of anyone any other guru figure than Prabhupada case for most of us and so uh, we were drawn to him and uh, we accepted him without without question and um, and then by applying ourselves according to his teachings, at least myself, I got a deep, deep experience, which confirmed, um, his, um, um, um in, in my life that I had connected with a, a person who could, uh, deliver me from a material existence and more. So I would say that, uh, that which, uh, prevented doubts from arising was the experience that I derived from from following his instructions and I followed pretty strictly um, and practiced very uh, diligently and so I got results I got the experience you may remember yourself that our your our mutual friend and my disciple Gokul Chandra was living here with me at Audarya and at one point he wrote to you and said it's real here, hmm? something to that effect. He was getting some experience from deep immersion in practice. He was realizing this isn't just a theory. There's really, some, there, there is really something here. So the experience is very confirming. But of course, to get the experience, we have to get out of our head, so to speak, and use our head, to soften our heart, and really apply ourselves deeply and consistently. And our conditioning doesn't always allow us to do that. There are things that get in the way and and we may not always be in good association given our circumstances. So there are a lot of distractions. So it's a struggle. So there's a good reason for devotees may have doubts lacking experience. I think experience is the ultimate pramana hmm, evidence that I'm on the right course here. So I got deep experience. And and, and and today we were talking about even looking at the pictures. I can remember, oh, that the ecstasy of the moment and so forth in the past and so forth, you know, not to say that I don't have experiences now, but um, those early experiences were very confirming. And add to that, there was no one else to to consider. There was, we didn't have any connection with any other gurus. Now, after Prabhupada left, hmm, then we enter into a different chapter. When he's not personally present, he's being misrepresented to some extent, and to a large extent, and we need to go on and someone else comes into uh, other figures come into the picture as, as possible represented, they mis- misrepresented within the movement, hmm. problem, and then, then exposure to figures outside of the Ascon movement became a, a reality. Hmm. And then So, for example, Pujapad Sridharmash, his example. Hmm? Now, his example caused some doubts to arise in me about Prabhupada, not about Prabhupada's spirituality. Hmm? I had no doubt about that because with the mantras I received from him, they work, Hmm? so to speak, to put it like that. I get the experience. But I had doubts about. the extent to which everything he wrote, everything he said was absolute in all respects. I realized there were other ways to think about it. I started to be able to think about why he said things at certain times and in certain circumstances and how they were relative and, and so on and so forth. So I started to really actually mature my understanding of Prabhupada by strengthening so to speak my heart with my head but when you do that there's the head is a doubting you know factor or facility uh enterprise hmm? so it doubts it questions so i began to question in ways that i hadn't previously and then i learned also about challenges to our sampradaya and our paribar i should say from other paribars as to the authenticity of the whole lineage bhakti siddhanta You know, some people don't accept his innovations. And so I became exposed to all of that. So that gave me pause to think about issues that I hadn't thought about previously and see ways in which Prabhupada might be misunderstood and so forth, how he could have said it otherwise and it might've been better. And I I started to understand other people's doubts and I understood the validity of their doubts. I understood why their their doubts were reasonable. Hmm? Previously, I might have just dismissed them if I heard somebody doubts about. But I could understand why they might have hmm, from their vantage point, but they didn't have my experience along with it. So my experience was always the gravity, so to speak, the grounding that enabled me to enter into um, controversial topics like this, where uh, an answer find answers ways to answer and clear doubts about Prabhupada um, that arose in others and so forth so there was a doubting kind of a function if you will um but i you know what i'm saying to you is i is i love Prabhupada because i knew that Prabhupada loved me and and so (laughs) i'm anchored to that if you will um uh there there are ways in which he's written in his books. I and I mean, he was traveling all over the world, answering letters, managing a mission, and writing books at night, you know. And when you write like that, they're gonna be and, and your editors just go, yes, whatever you say, Prabhupada, you know, put a comma here, you know, then then you don't you don't get the kind of service from those persons, editors, that um that enables you to improve the book to the extent that you might want. Um that's a big subject, but, and so some things show up here and there, and Prabhupada said this over here, and he said that over there, so, you know, that, 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 that kind of thing comes up, and I, you know, I was able to resolve all those things, as as I say, and, uh, and I have no doubts about his, um, his spirituality, I, I had, I had some doubts about the way I was thinking about him, hmm, that have, enabled me to think about him more deeply and have deeper appreciation that may appear to other people whose, whose conviction um, and um, uh, service to him is not as d- developed, hmm? not as well thought out. Hmm? My way of thinking about it may appear to them to be heretical even, or d- doubts in Prabhupada and so forth, but um, they have not gone through the exercise I would say of harmonizing the head with their their heart with their head, so those are some some thoughts. Hope that helps. Good to see you. <laughs> Where are you now? Are you in london
3: uh, yes. yes I'm in London
0: okay. I hope to see you sometime soon. So, what else? The question seems to be what is there something that Prabhupada said to me that most resonated with me? Is that the question? I don't think there's any particular thing that he said that, that particularly resonates, but the way in which he, he thought about me. Hmm? I was kind of, I think I was interesting to him, and curious, um, and kind of, kind of humorous, in, in a way. To think that someone like me could become, like, um, like it was unexpected that I would be, that I would be the way I was. Uh, not that he necessarily thought it was unexpected, but um, I, I don't know how well I'm explaining myself, but um, um, i I guess I just felt that probably liked me you know he he liked me he, he loved me and um, <laughs> and uh, he said as much in different ways at different at different times. Um, and both, I think, one thing is for my service and whatnot, um, and another thing for my my personality. Um, he, uh, it's uh, not everybody's. Even amongst gurus and disciples, like Puri has told me that some of his disciples he he didn't like their personalities. You know, he, he, they didn't rest. They didn't, they were jarring to him and so forth. His own disciple, he's just an honest admission. That means doesn't mean he didn't love them, but he couldn't get as close to them, something like that. So there was something about my personality that I found that probably found it a little bit curious and interesting and a little bit humorous. Uh, I don't mean that I was funny, but I'm, <laughs> but it was, uh you know, sometimes I would pay a basis and he would kind of chuckle, you know, there he is, you know, like, I felt like I'd been around for, you know, a long time, not only this lifetime and, and um, in all of my meetings with him in private, um, which I, where, there were several, um, he was, uh, um, he didn't seem to have a problem with my personality, let's say, and I felt like that, so there was a bond on that on that that level with him. But I can't think of anything in particular that he said. that was he said so many things. What else? I think the proper thought I was a good devotee. That's a really big compliment. A good devotee. You want to be a good devotee, not a great devotee. Try to be a good devotee. So many people are trying to be a great devotee. That's a problem. <laughs> I'm very blessed in my life. I have no I have no interest in pratishtha. That, that has never had any interest to me whatsoever. I find it Comical that someone could be interested in that. Uh, it's such an empty, vacuous uh, thing. Um, just to serve and do the right thing. That that's 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 my interest. I think Prabhupada could appreciate that. I was a link, in a way, um, between Prabhupada and the public. He used to ask me what people would say, what kind of arguments they would have. Um, against the philosophy, because I was always in touch with the public. A lot of his leaders were not in touch with the the public as much. Uh, I was in touch with Prabhupada. I was in touch with the public, and I was in touch with the rank and file devotees. So I represented a kind of a, a unique um, kind of niche, if you will. And Prabhupada uh, would draw upon that. Um, at times, so, anyway, some thoughts. Any other questions or comments?
4: Thank you so much, Ramon. I can just feel all the gratitude
2: among all the brothers share for so what you shared.
0: Sounds like, I can't see, what it sounds like <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: you
0: Bumi Okay, well, we've gone on a long time now, so we'll stop, and tomorrow we'll meet again for Gaur name right? Yes.
3: And, and yes. everyone can stay
1: on for just one minute after, so will make a warm-up announcement. Um, Sakirati, can, can you hear me? Can you unmute yourself and, and tell devotees what, what you're doing and maybe put a link in the chat? Yeah, hello.
3: So, we have a, a studying group here in Europe with few devotees and we decided to today talk about Gurmaraj. And whoever want to join, we will just talk about Guru Maharaj. I will leave the link in the description. If I found, oh, it's there.
4: Bhakti
2: I Sharkhi. just uh, pasted yeah. it. Thank okay. you. Very
1: nice. Everyone is welcome. So everyone needs to copy that link quickly because the call will be ending and um, it's wonderful to Everybody on, and oh, and I need to turn off Facebook because I always forget to do that. Stop the recording. Okay, so we'll see.